0: Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Yisroi Shlishi, the third Aliyah in Parshas Yisrael. It's a very short Aliyah of only four psukim. The topic is the implementation of the system. Moshe hears the advice of his father-in-law and he does it. And he goes and does everything he says. He finds Anshe Chayel, these men of valor, and he places them as heads for the people. He makes them heads of thousands, heads of hundreds, heads of fifties, and heads officers of the tens. And they are to judge the people. The hard things are brought to Moshe and the small things are dealt with by them. Moshe then sends off his father-in-law when he returns to his land. A few basic points to ponder. Number one is, did Moshe Rabbeiru digress from his father-in-law's plan in implementing it or not? Reuben Ezra says, it only says that Moshe Rabbeiru chose Anshechayel. If you remember from the last aliyah, there are four requisite terms but he only chooses one of them. Why is this? Because, says Ibn Ezra, that Yirei Anshe and Sonei Batza, people who are also fearers of God, men of truth, and those who avoid bribes, are much hard to perceive from the outside. Those are characteristics. When it comes to Anshei khayel, men of vigor, that's a lot easier to perceive, so they're easier to select. The suggests, differently, is that he could not find folks with all of those Maalos, with all of those characteristics. So he went for the one, which he certainly could, which is Anshei khayel. Soloveitchik quotes the Chassam Sofer, who says that Moshe Rabbeinu digressed from Yisro in the way that he says that the big matters. Yisro said that the big matters should go to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu digresses and says that it is the difficult matters, not a davar ha-gadol, but davar hakoshe, the difficult matters which come to him. Into to Yisra, in the universal law, the more money is that is at stake in the case, the more important the case. To Moshe, the more complex the case. The more important it is for him to judge it and give it special attention in judaism it's not about how much money is at stake but how complex the issue is we don't give greater deference to more money we give great difference to more complexity and intellectual insight and coming to the idea that is behind it all that is the Torah's perspective on it as well now when is it that yisra actually goes so rashi and the sort point out that it really happened in the following year and this is only being mentioned to us now because this is what's called telescoping in a academic sense Which means to say like as we see at the end of Parshas Noach We hear about years, um, about the death of Terach Whereas Terach the father of Abraham died many years after Lech lecha But the Torah sort of neatly puts it all together as one story closing the story of Yisra Even though his leaving will take place well after Matan Torah as well Why is it that he leaves? Does, is Moshe kicking him out? What is going on over here? So Rav Hirsch points out that the word Vayishalach is not vayishlach. it wasn't that he sent him and said out, Vayishalach means he releases him. This is PL, not P-L, not Binyan Kal in terms of the languages. He is allowing his father-in-law to go. Why is his father-in-law going, Rashi explains, to convert his family. He's not abandoning Moshe Rabbeinu, he is going to spread the light. Mosforanah says that he was an elderly man. And he understood that the trip was supposed to be next to the land of Israel, and he realized this would be a formidable challenge for him at this stage of his life. He needed to go back to his place, but he nonetheless sent his children. We'll see later on in Tanakh the children of yes do appear in many places. The name of the nation that they call themselves is the Cani. As an example, one very famous woman who is not not, not to be confused with the Canaanites, there's a Canaanim. This is the Cani with a Kuf Yud Nun. Um, um, is a woman by the name of Yael. Yael is the one who is going to murder Cicero, the Canaanite general. She is in alliance with Israel, right, even though she was also in alliance with the Canaanites. Now, Yael is not a Jewish woman, she is a, kin, a, a from the Cani. And uh, um, the, this was a great act of valor which Devorah sings about in Shiras Devorah as well. And perhaps one last perspective, and that is why is it that we hear about Yisrael leaving? And I would wonder if that's to juxtapose the two parts of our parasha once again. The first part of our parasha is those who find truth, those who find godliness like Yisro, because of intellectual investigation, and they say this must be true. But in the end of the day, they still have the right to leave it. They still have the right because they chose to come in, they chose to go out. When it comes to Israel, that's not the case. Judaism is not a book we take off the shelf and read and peruse and then put it back on the shelf when we don't feel like it. Judaism is a life. We're born into it and it is our identity. We continue carrying this book and the story because it's part of who we are. We don't have the choice. We have the choice just simply of how it is that we bear this mission in our lives. The first part of the parish is about Yisrael. Israel comes and Israel goes. The second model of is about Israel. Yisrael come and they do not go. They forevermore carry on bearing the torch that Hashem gives them at Sinai. With this, we conclude the third Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.